Good morning for New England Public Radio News. I'm Henry Yap. Last spring, we aired a story about a recovering heroin addict in Turner's Falls, Massachusetts, named Lance Rice and the woman whose house he robbed, Nina Rossi. I'm so grateful there's people like Nina out there because the normal person would, you know, automatically hate somebody that did that to their home. Well, I did hate you, Lance. We had your picture from the newspaper with F.U. written on and on the refrigerator and stuff because we felt violated. And yet they forged an unlikely friendship as Rice entered a court program that offers treatment instead of jail. A year later, New England Public Radio's Karen Brown revisits Lance Rice's progress in recovery and his relationship with Nina Rossi. Under harsh fluorescent lights, 25-year-old Lance Rice shuffles to a podium in a Greenfield courtroom. He hands Judge William Masnick a handwritten essay he wrote for his graduation from drug court. So what was the question? The question was to um, take insight on all the knowledge. They talk about Rice's addiction like a father and son, stay away from bad influences, and accept that life is hard. Some things you're going to have to get through, they're painful. you got to be able to do them without drugs. Yeah, it's hard, but I've been learning how to do it. Finally, the judge decides Rice is ready to leave this court program. You did a good job. You did a good job, and I'm very proud. (laughs) Now you get to make a speech. Oh, boy, the best part. We'll get back to that speech, but first, a little bit about how Lance Rice got here. In 2013, Rice was an active heroin addict who'd been arrested for breaking into several homes and businesses in his hometown of Turner's Falls. He spent time in and out of jail and rehab until his public defender found him a spot in this drug court, a chance to avoid further jail time. But there were strict conditions, weekly check-ins with a judge and probation officer, random drug screens, group and individual therapy, and near-daily AA meetings. The hardest thing was honestly keeping track of it all. He had no car and lived a town away. And if we're there a minute late, then we get locked up. I mean, I made the three-mile walk before. Um, I've taken the bus before, rollerbladed, whatever I had to do to get there. And he got help especially from Nina Rossi, a recovering alcoholic who actually reached out to Rice after he robbed her house. The two became close friends, eating dinner together every week. Rice did odd jobs for her. Rossi paid for some taxis to the courthouse. At the time, Rossi felt very invested in Rice's sobriety. This is what they told me last year. Well, I think about, my God, what would happen if he started using again? That would be devastating. And it would suck that I would probably lose her over something like that. That also probably does help me, you know, stay clean. But it wasn't enough. A few months after that conversation... Last June, I had a relapse. Um, It was around the time of my birthday. Rice had moved in with friends who were still using heroin. He'd watch them get high every day. It triggers something in you. um, You know, just even seeing people like on TV or something doing it can trigger you and set you off. And for a while, I was able to hold on, but it did suck me back in. Not with heroin. He takes an opioid blocker called Suboxone. He went on a cocaine binge, and predictably, he was caught through a urine screen. That's the, you know, tricky thing about my addiction is that I knew that I was going back to jail, basically, but I didn't care. He spent a month behind bars. Then, to his surprise, the judge decided to give him one more chance— Rice went back to drug court and treatment. He got into a state-subsidized apartment complex in Greenfield for recovering addicts and says he's been clean ever since. 
But the truth is, now that he's done with the court program... I have anxiety about, you know, not having to report to a drug screen or not having to report to certain people. Um, It's just going to be a lot more freedom, and sometimes freedom can be a bad thing for addiction. If Lance Rice can stick with recovery, his will be a rare success. Many of his drug court peers are in prison, having relapsed too many times to stay in the program. In the past year, he says, four people he knew died of overdoses. But even Rice's story is not without its casualties. And one of those is his friendship with Nina Rossi. Hi. Rossi meets me in her tiny shop, Nina's Nook, in downtown Turner's Falls, where she sells jewelry and art. This is your nook. Yeah, you haven't been in, right? Rossi hasn't spoken to Rice in months. She says a rift started to grow around the time of his relapse, which happened to coincide with some changes in her life. She had a surge of personal expenses, her car transmission, her wedding. She couldn't keep offering him work. She stopped paying the taxi bill. It's just such a difficult situation for these guys who are in the drug court with all those appointments and trying to find employment and... I felt bad that we were in a situation where he was dependent on that very little bit that I could, you know, do. Without odd jobs to bring him over, their weekly dinners ebbed. And then she heard about his cocaine binge, but not from him. And I felt like, you know, he didn't turn to me when he needed somebody and felt things were going downhill and, well, maybe I'm not being very helpful at all. What originally appealed to her about Rice, she says, was that he owned up to his actions. And when he faltered... It seemed that he was not willing to do that, although he may just have been very embarrassed and ashamed of having messed up. For his part, Rice says while he appreciates all the support Rossi gave him, he felt harshly judged after his relapse. The friendship kind of just fell apart, and I wish her the best, and that's about it. Nina Rossi didn't come to Rice's graduation from drug court in April, nor did any of his family. I was hoping my grandmother and grandfather would be here and my aunt and a couple of my cousins, but... In the end, only his friend, Kim Hathaway, her boyfriend, and their young son were there, along with two other drug court defendants and me. Rice faces us in the pews as he ad-libs that graduation speech. A few years ago, I was knocking on death's door and I didn't know how to um, get away from that. Um, This is very hard, and I know it's going to be hard for the rest of my life, but it's been worth every minute, and um, thank you guys. After the ceremony, Rice and Hathaway smoke cigarettes outside. You're allowed a few vices still. I can't quit everything at once. And brainstorm sober options for celebration. Food and laughing. Soda and pizza. Enjoy the good weather. This fall, Rice hopes to enroll at Greenfield Community College, a goal he missed last year. When Nina Rossi hears about his plan, she smiles. Just hope he makes it and that now and then he'll send me a note saying he's doing well. For New England Public Radio, I'm Karen Brown.